the Hitch This Kids podcast. I'm Gage. I'm Ashley. And our animals are being so annoying. What a shock. They're keeping us from recording. They just keep making noise. Our cat, Jewel, just start scratching the damn door for no reason as soon as we sit down to record. Every time we go to record, Nora gets all playful and like starts attacking the cat. Ugh. It's been a struggle. <laughs> Alright, well... I think one thing we want to talk about, something that really kind of impacted our lives more than we probably originally anticipated, and it's a question that I get quite often, people who don't know me personally or anything like that, um, I recently lost quite a bit of weight, not necessarily intentional, by, you know, dieting and stuff like that, but there's like a reason it all starts. So to give some context to the listeners, um... What would you say? It was about two years ago? Two, three years ago? Um, when it started getting really bad or yeah. when you started dieting? No, when when it started getting really bad. I'd say probably about three years ago. Three years ago. It was around the same time you started yeah, JRW. Yeah, that's true. So I started having really, really bad pretty much digestive issues and we didn't exactly know what it was at the at the time because pretty much all the time after every time I ate I would just get this chronic nausea to where it felt like I was gonna throw up constantly I rarely did surprisingly I did a few times but it was just like an insane pain that I would get in my stomach and it was it was a nausea and it was followed up with you know really bad diarrhea constantly all this stuff and i've kind of had symptoms of this since i was like 10 years old i've kind of all it's always kind of been there food has always affected me weird it's always affected me strange alcohol has always affected me weird like i've never been able to hold like handle alcohol very good not in like getting drunk but i'll have like one mixed drink and i'm sick to my stomach yeah not because like you're drunk or anything right. like you said but because your stomach just cannot handle it right so long story short is i was eating out a lot because i was i started this new job and the boss was is very you know he's a very good he's a kind boss he's good and he wants to take care of us so every day he takes us out to lunch which is i know it sounds crazy but he takes everybody out to lunch he pays for it we go wherever we want to go pretty much and I did that for like a year and a half, two years. It was about two years straight. So it was like eating really, really bad. And my symptoms got probably 100% worse. Significantly worse. Yeah. And it was it, it was very, very, very hard just to eat in general. It didn't matter necessarily what it was. It was just eating. Because like you always had those symptoms ever since I've known you. You always felt sick after you ate. You just thought that was normal. Right. And I also, I I wake up with like, I know it sounds weird, but like morning sickness, like morning nausea has been a thing since I can possibly remember since I was a kid. Yeah. Like it didn't really matter what I ate before or anything like that. It was just nauseous all the time. Um, And we don't, probably still even now, we don't even exactly know what that was. But what ended up happening was because of the poor diet and that, Pretty much that's the main thing is I was diagnosed with what's called leaky gut. And leaky gut is a really difficult thing to explain, so I'm not really going to try to too much. 
I mean, you guys can kind of do your own research, but pretty much what happens is like your digestive lining, so your intestinal and your stomach lining, um, starts getting damaged. And when that happens, food doesn't digest as properly as it should, and it goes into your bloodstream too early. So in theory, what happens is your body sees the, that food, that nutrition that's not fully digest as a foreign body, so it tries to eliminate it it tries to get it out of your body as fast as possible so your body's in fight or flight mode constantly constantly it's never able to rest and recover even when you're sleeping yeah your body's adrenaline levels are going 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 right and so like what happens is um there's a chemical that gets released into your body when when something when you get sick pretty much and it's a it's a flight or flight mechanism that will keep your body in fight mode to keep it alive but because my body was doing that all the time for no reason i wasn't sleeping now my brain would shut off and sleep but my body would not you thought you were sleeping and i would sleep like 10 11 hours sometimes too just because like constantly tired yeah um i think we should backtrack a little bit though because before you were diagnosed with that we went through one hell of a process to get to that point Mm -hmm. because I remember you were so sick all the time and it was really frustrating for me because it was like everything I made for dinner would make you sick Mm -hmm. and I would try so many different things to try and figure out what it was that was making you sick. I didn't know if you were lactose intolerant, didn't know. Yeah, we thought that. We thought I could have been diabetic, type 2 diabetic or pre-diabetic. we thought it might have been IBS. We, I mean, there were so many different things that we tried, and you did go to a doctor, a regular doctor. Also, a little more context, we didn't have insurance at the time. We didn't have health insurance. We couldn't afford it. Well, you didn't. I didn't, but like couldn't afford it, job didn't offer it. So I didn't have insurance. So it wasn't like something where I could just go and like we didn't couldn't afford to just pay it either. So um but we finally got to the point where I was able to and mm-hmm. we went to a doctor. Um it was Red River Health and Wellness down here in St. George. No, no, no. Right? Bef- before that, you went to a regular doctor. You went to like a primary just like a general physician. You went and got a bunch of blood tests. And everything came back normal. Remember, you went and got your labs done. And well, I got my labs done at Red River, but you then also I also got your labs done by a by physician a after physician. that. Yeah, that was after it was after the Red River because remember, we got the Red River person. You went to a doctor before Red River, though. Oh, Do you not I, remember that? No, I don't. Oh, <laughs> I don't. I remember seeing two doctors, and I remember seeing the guy at Red River, and then after that, we went to that. I went to that physician and that's where they tested me for diabetes and um hyperglycemia you did go to a doctor before red river oh i don't remember you did and (laughs) i believe you none of your tests came back as anything like they basically told you they told you you had a stomach ulcer remember oh do you remember that's right that's right yeah he thought i hadn't yes oh it was a woman that's right and yeah yes okay and she said it was probably a stomach ulcer I'm like, well, how would I get a stomach ulcer? She's like, stress. I'm like, well, I'm sorry, but you don't know me very well. And like, yes, I have some stresses, but I don't stress very often. And my stresses are like super minuscule and it's not something that I think about very often. Yeah. And so I was like, I I don't think that would be it. And in hindsight, knowing what we know now, it 
could have been, like, you could have possibly had that, but it was because your body was so stressed. It wasn't because you were mentally stressed. Right. If that makes sense. Could be. So you you went and got that test done or whatever. They told you you had a stomach ulcer and they told you to take antacids mm-hmm. every day. Yeah, I took antacids every single day for a long time. Like a year. Yeah. And it never went away. Nope. Never got better. And it got if worse. You, if you know anything about taking antacids daily... It's not good for you. No, they're very, very harmful for your body. Yeah. I mean, what it basically does is it coats your stomach lining in just like a thin coating, and it's not good for your body. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, and that was the thing. Okay, so then go back to, we went and saw the guy at Red River Health and Wellness. Yeah, about Dr. Schwindelhurst. About eight months later, somewhere around there. And he... uh, he told me that taking antiacids were just going to make it worse. <laughs> and I was like, good. I'm glad I've been yeah. taking them for a year. Yeah. But he did a bunch of tests on me. And so, like, leaky gut is a fairly new thing in the medical world because it's a medical nutrition issue. And, and the medical a- field, the medical industry is kind of strange with nutrition right now. Well, and another thing is they, the medical industry, Western medical industry is really iffy on whether leaky gut is valid or not because there's no, like, absolute scientific proof behind it because it's so hard to prove. Yeah. And so there's a lot of controversy behind it. A lot of... Your second doctor that you talked to that was a regular, like, Western doctor... Yeah. Um, He believed you that you had it, yeah. but... They just don't use it as a diagnosis, basically. And you and I are really big believers now in getting getting to the root of the issue that's going on in your body and not just numbing the sim- symptoms with medication. Yeah. So that's why we went to this Red River Health and Wellness place is because we were just trying to do something. Right. Well, and he, he made a lot of sense of it. Yes. I had, so I went and got, and I had like, 15 or 20 different blood tests done like an insane array of different blood tests and he was able to piece together by things that were you know low or not normal and and pretty much prove that this is what it was that you have leaky gut now it was never like i took a scan or anything like that and, and people figure it out which they can do you can like drink this diet and it'll like show up and like when they do a scan or whatever but um, he was pretty confident and pretty much what he told me was like, you know, dieting and proper, um, supplement nutrition is what's going to help. And, you know, and, and I wanted to do that, but I mean, he was going to charge us a lot of money to do it through there. So we just started kind of doing our own research. Yeah. And just started, we started off with the, it's called the elimination diet. Well, na- well, yeah. And well, and I wanted to get there, but like what it took me a long time. Like, I want to be completely honest. It took me a long time to commit to do this. Yeah, it did. It took me a long time to want to go to the doctor. It took me a very long time after the doctor to actually do something about it. Because I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate. Dieting and changing eating habits is 
an extremely hard thing to do. It, it is it is so hard. Some people see it literally as impossible. I there's I know actually most people I talk to see it as as impossible, and I was one of those people. Yeah. I ate what I wanted when I wanted whenever I wanted from the time I could remember, and it wasn't obviously until my early adult life where it started very impacting my my quality of life, and it oh. got to the point to where. It was so bad, I was willing to do anything to to get rid of it. We kind of went through a phase there where I was getting really frustrated with you because you were constantly complaining all the time (laughs) about Uh, how shitty you felt, but then you still continued to go out to lunch every day and you knew, like, you knew better that you coming home was going to help fix it. Right. But... It was just so easy. And, well, and our like, and, free lunch and, and our at home at our at our at home uh, diet wasn't horrible. Was not great, but it wasn't horrible. My for some reason my body just can't handle, you know, that kind of that kind of stuff very often. Some people can eat like crap forever and be fine. I I just couldn't. And yeah, it took. A lot of you, a lot of pep talks from you, and and it pretty much I just hit a, a low. I hit the worst I'd ever felt, and it like it was right after it was Christmas. Christmas was it twenty seventeen? Maybe I think it was twenty seventeen. But um, you, what triggered it was we had like several Christmas dinners oh, that week. Let me kind of explain some foods that really so that way this this part makes sense. Like I just want to explain like cuz this is a fairly common. Like leaky gut is a fairly common thing and a lot of people just don't know about it. So I kind of want to give a little bit of like backstory of like what I what the problems I had just so that way maybe if there's anyone out there has experienced the same similar things, but like for instance, red meat is like a big no-no for me. Still kind of is, but back then if I ate any red meat, it it set me off like you wouldn't believe. And there was a, a few other things that would, wouldn't do, like a heavy dairy was really bad. Red sauce was really bad. So like some of the, so some of these foods would just set me off worse than other. But you didn't know that at the time. No, it was one of those things that like you don't really pay attention to. You just felt sick all the time. And like, yes, those foods made you sick, but you didn't know that that's what was making you sick. Right. Necessarily. You just knew you had a general idea that the way that you were eating wasn't working and something needed to change. So Christmas, I think it was... was 2016 was Christmas. It was the new year going into 2017. Yeah. Um, we had had several Christmas dinners that week because we have lots of family and everything. And you had had prime rib, like what, two or three times that week? It was two nights in a row. Yeah, two nights in a row. And I remember me and you talking about like, oh, this is going to make, this is probably going to make you sick, but we did it anyway and everything and you went to a point of no return yeah after that that was like your rock bottom low yeah i i've never felt so worse in my life like it was like it was hard to pretty much do anything it was just constant nausea and i didn't eat for four days not really i mean you tried eating like as bland as you could but 
everything you ate made you sick. It was yeah. like you had the stomach flu almost. Yeah, I remember I lost eleven pounds in four days just yeah. because like I didn't I couldn't eat. It was like impossible for me to eat. You never threw up. Nope. Never threw up, had constant diarrhea. But that was common. I mean that that was just every day. And you didn't have a stomach virus or anything. That's not what this was caused from. It was literally caused from your body rejecting Rejecting, food. Yeah, rejecting the red meat. So at that point, that's when you decided like, okay, I'm done feeling like this. Yeah, it was the first time where I was like willing to listen to my body. It was like, it was because I've known for a while that that food sets me off. And has me go through these experiences, but when I ate the red meat, it was like it was like a a sign in my face saying, "Hey, stop eating this. Yeah, stop eating all this altogether. Yeah, figure your shit out." And I remember you were just like, "Let's." And we had done a bunch of research, yes. and we decided that I was going to try the elimination diet. Yes, and, and what the elimination diet is essentially. Um, it's very similar to paleo. It's not quite paleo, but it's very similar. And you do it for 30 days. So that way your body can like recoup and heal and just take 30 days to eat as pure and clean as possible. And then after that 30 days, you start reintroducing different food groups. Right. So elimination diet, you eliminate everything. You find one, maybe two things that you can eat that don't negatively affect your body. No, that's not true. Well, I mean, that's, this is what that's I did. That's what you this, did. I'm just saying what I did. I mean, That's what you did. Right. But that's not what elimination diet is. All right. Well, what I did was I pretty much the only thing that didn't affect me was like chicken and rice and then like an, an occasional sandwich. But chicken and rice I knew was one thing that did not negatively affect me. So, and I remember you were just like, let's just try this elimination diet for 30 days and we'll see what happens and we'll go from there. It was like you, it was a lot of convincing from you. And I was like, okay, we'll do it. So, and at the same time, I also kind of started um, fasting as well. After I would eat dinner, I wouldn't eat. I would have like a cliff bar in the morning just to kind of like settle my stomach. Because that was another thing. You never used to eat breakfast. No. And I used to tell you all the time, like, I'll bet you're getting nauseous because your stomach is just empty and there's acid in it. Right. And so we tried just, like, getting you to eat something small that we knew wasn't going to negatively affect you. Like, like a yogurt or something was going to affect you because it was dairy. So a Cliff Bar is something bland that's pretty. Yeah, it's not universal. very sweet. You know, it's all made of organic stuff, and so like that's I would eat that in the morning, and then I would come home for lunch, and I would have pre-made chicken and rice. So I would eat chicken and rice, and then we'd come home for dinner, and you would make some form of chicken and rice for dinner. And yeah, and I did a lot of variations. Yeah, and that's the thing. I did all Lots kinds of, of variations. seasonings. Yeah. We used our grill a, a lot. lot. Yeah, because we were just like barbecuing chicken and stuff like that. Yeah, in but, different seasonings. So I pretty much ate chicken and rice twice a day for the first 30 days. And probably within a week. You felt better. I started noticing a difference. Yeah. And then two weeks, it was like vast improvements. And by the end of the 30 days, it was, wasn't 100%, but I was 
leaps. I was in a place where I couldn't even fathom it being 30 days prior. And, to, oh, sorry. Oh, and then I was saying, and then I didn't stop. Once we hit that 30-day limit, I kind of just kept going because it was kind of one of those things like, okay, I feel good. This is what's working. I'm just going to keep doing it. Yeah. And so I just ate chicken and rice twice a day for almost two months. <laughs> and two other things that you incorporated at that time that I do think helped, um, instead of taking antacids, you replaced that with natural digestive enzymes yeah yeah, yeah. and you would eat those after every time you ate anything Mm -hmm. um and what was the other thing oh you drank bone broth oh that's i forgot about the bone broth huge yeah help was it beef bone broth no it was chicken chicken bone broth yeah we we had read that bone broth is good for your stomach it's It's good for your digestion it's full of collagen and so it's really good at helping your body repair itself so during those first couple months where we were just trying to heal your body Mm -hmm. um we had you drink bone broth multiple times a day. Yeah, I drank help. I drank eight ounces of bone broth twice a day. And you know what? It's not that bad. It tastes like chicken soup. Yeah. Like, like it chicken just broth. tastes like chicken broth. That's all it tastes like. Like I didn't think it was that bad at all. Some people don't like it at all. But I mean I drank it just fine. It was easy to drink. Um and and that that helped. I yeah. didn't I do remember after we started that, after like a couple of weeks, like there was a difference. Yeah. Which is strange. You and you didn't do that forever. No, but I only did that for it was about a it was month. about a month, a month and a half yeah. that you did that. But then once we got to that point where we started introducing other foods, like we started incorporating a lot more vegetables and stuff in mm-hmm. with our meals, figured out which vegetables don't bother you or right. don't affect you, um, certain fruits don't affect you or anything we figured out that dairy was a big trigger like Mm -hmm. heavy dairy yeah if i had anything heavy dairy like a mac and cheese or anything that used pasta anything that used like a heavy cream in it it yeah it was not good but um and over time all of these things have gotten better that's probably the the cool thing is like i've been able to kind of dabble in some of these things that really set me off and like be okay but i just do extremely limitation yeah you didn't you didn't drink alcohol for a year yeah i didn't i didn't touch alcohol for a year because it was a huge trigger and coffee that wasn't that hard for you because it didn't even feel good anyways if you ate or drank something that made you feel like you were going to throw up after, yeah. like, you're not going to want to eat that thing. Yeah, so. that was the that was the interesting part about this entire process was it was so hard for me to, to give up some of these foods initially. In the beginning. But once I did and I slowly started feeling better, a lot of those foods that I loved eventually didn't become appealing anymore. Like, I knew how they were going to taste. I knew they were going to taste good. But I would look at these things... And be like, I know that's not going to make me feel good. So it, it doesn't sound good to me at all. And there were some things that like much later, like a good eight or nine months later of you eating really, really clean and staying really strict. There were some things that you tried reintroducing that you had really missed, like coffee. Coffee was one. Coffee, I had I had to cut out coffee because I noticed every time I drank coffee, it was like almost immediate. Like everyone yeah. says they always get the shits after the coffee. Coffee, mine was on another level. Mine yeah. would last two days. Yours was like lava explosion. And, uh, 
And so I hadn't drank coffee for a year. So I'm like, all right, let's see. Let's see if I can introduce coffee. I made a six ounce cup of coffee out of the Keurig. That's it. I drank half of it and I w- my body was screwed up for two days. Yeah. So I was like, okay. So I, w- I will probably never be able to drink coffee regularly ever again. Yeah. Most likely. Which is a bummer, but at the same time, like I said, if it makes you feel crappy. Which is a big bummer because all the guys at work drink coffee and I yeah, just walk and by it and smell it just it. smells incredible and I can remember the taste, but I, I I, just can't. I mean, there's times where I've just taken a few sips, like taken a few drinks of someone's iced coffee or whatever and like I can just tell like, yeah, if I have any more of that, that's not going to be good. But then there's some other things that were really easy for you to cut out, like red meat yeah red meat i was never a big beef guy anyways love burgers but that's really the only place i would eat red meat yeah you're not like a steak guy you never really have been and we use ground turkey instead of ground beef which it's not that bad it's not that hard of a change it is different yes but it is different but if as long as you're seasoning it correctly i don't think I don't know. I'm not a person that loves ground beef anyway, so it wasn't a big change for me. I prefer ground turkey. And a benefit that I actually got from this entire process that I didn't fully expect was the weight loss. So I've been over 200 pounds for the last five, six years. Six years. And I'm 6'1", 200 pounds, so I'm about where like it should have been and everything like that. You know, and I got a little heavy you know, here and there, and they would kind of come back off a little bit. But when I started this elimination diet, I started losing five pounds a week. And it it was almost uncontrollable, and it kind of freaked me out for a while because in two months, I lost like 20, like 25 pounds. And you weren't working out. And I was not working out. That I want to be clear. This was purely I was doing no physical activity because that was another thing is like physical activity – would make me sick. Yeah, I went to the gym for thing. three years in a row. And then the last like six months of me going to the gym was just like every time I'd come back, extreme nausea. I would, And then I stopped doing that. I was like, okay, let me give my body a rest. And I tried walking and jogging. And every time I did that, it made me sick. Remember when you hit that rock bottom point, we even tried just going on walks around the block. Yeah. And walking would make you Yeah, sick. that was at like one of my worst, at some of the worst times. Yeah, so you had cut out exercise completely for a while. And all in all, I ended up losing a total of like 45 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> which is Unintentionally. Crazy. Unintentionally. I weigh, like, I'm 6'1", I weigh 165 pounds now, which... I haven't weighed that since the beginning of my junior year of high school. Yeah. And I can only imagine that's kind of where some of this started happening was probably junior year of high school. Just <laughs> poor diet and everything else. But Yeah, you lived off of Little Caesars Pizza and Mountain Dew. I did. And I was lifting. Like, I've lo- I lost a ton of weight and muscle as well just because, like, I, there's been zero maintain. Like, I haven't worked out in years. So I, I lost a lot of muscle too, but I lost 45 pounds total. And like people start, that's when like I started noticing I was doing something right. Cause people, I, people hadn't seen in just a couple weeks would be like, dude, like you're yeah. skinny. Like what happened? And like, I started noticing like, oh shit. Like, yeah. And you didn't realize it at first until I started pulling up some pictures. Yeah. And I, I mean, everyone I talk to even still, it's just like, dude, like you look so good. You're, you're so skinny. And, and like, I didn't know if I was fat before. 
I was a I was big. I like everyone always said I was big, but like I never considered myself like fat. No, fat. I don't think you were ever overweight or fat or anything. I just think your body type has changed. Like previously, you had more of a thick body type. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. It, dense. you weren't fat, but you were just dense and muscular. And over the last year and a half, as we've been doing this eating pattern and stuff, you've lost a lot of your muscle tone as well. And you also work in a really, like you're physically working all day at my job, at your job. And so between that and not lifting and all of that stuff, your body type has just changed. Right. And it's, it's really, it it freaks me out sometimes. Cause like, I'll be like looking at myself in the mirror naked before I get in the shower and it it doesn't look the same. Like it's just totally different. And I'm not like flexing or like, you know, or anything like that. It's just, it was a positive bonus that I got that I didn't fully expect. I expected to lose weight. I expected, I figured I'd probably get down to like 185, 180 pounds. But once I blew past that and every time I got on the scale every day, I was less than I was the day before. Yeah. It was kind of freaky for a while. I was like, we were like, is something else? I remember I called my mom. I was like, do I need to like go to the doctor and see like what's going on? But (laughs) But calling I, your mom still. I know. But I've been at 165 for about six months. Yeah, I about since the beginning of the year. Haven't gone down, haven't gone up. So I think I'm just at my natural walking around weight with like good nutrition. And that's the other, yeah. and that's the part that possibly, positively affected our life was we started this just for my health and it completely changed the way we eat. And it'll probably change the way we eat forever. We don't have kids, luckily, which helps. We we haven't gone back at all. And, like, we don't totally limit ourselves either. No, we don't, like, like, we try to eat healthy, but if there's times where we want something, we want to order pizza or we want to go out to dinner or I want to go to lunch with the guys at work, then I will. Yeah, we just had to heal your body first yeah. in order for you to be able to do that. You went a solid year of being completely strict. You didn't drink any alcohol. You didn't... I didn't eat any sugar either. That was the other thing. You didn't really eat much sugar or sweets or desserts or anything. You stuck to your chicken and rice and sandwiches for the most part. <laughs> yeah, for the most part. And... I still do. Yeah, and... I would make other things too. Like I, I made pork and um, yeah, pork was one thing that was okay. Turkey, like ground turkey and stuff. But since the beginning of this year has happened, or maybe like towards the end of last year, you started getting a little more um, open with bringing things back in. Like you know now that you can drink beer every now and again mm-hmm. just not every day right or or just limit how much i drink like yeah. i i will not get drunk off a of beer because my body won't allow me to drink that much exactly <laughs> or like the coffee thing you've tried it you know it still makes you sick so you know that's one thing that you can't ever really drink i know yeah or red meat 
you know, you can eat it every now and again. Like, you know, you can have a burger every now and then, just not multiple times a week. Right. And I kind of did have an unfair head start because I don't like sweets. So Mm -hmm. dessert foods, not a big fan of. I'll eat them. Yeah. Like sometimes they taste good, but like super easy for me to cut out. And I haven't drank soda in like eight years. So Soda was really easy for both of us. Like I... The last time, like, I've drinking soda to drink it, it's been so long. Now, I'll have one every blue moon. I'd say probably once every six months, maybe a maybe, year. Maybe, maybe. So, like, I kind of already had a head start with that because I know a lot of people, like, love soda and that's a hard thing for them to give up. For me, it wasn't there for me to give up in the first place. Yeah. So, like, I did, that was nice. And then, like, sweets, we'd go out and people would get desserts or... People would bring us desserts, and I wouldn't even touch them. They would, you would either eat it or you would eat some of it, and we'd throw it away. Yeah. So like, that that part was easy for me, but it it set us up to now where we appreciate food more, and we appreciate food differently than we used to. We look at it so differently now than we ever used to. We have a lot more appreciation for food, I think. Yeah, and like good food and like healthy shit. We don't eat hardly any processed food at all anymore. And when we do eat processed food, it's like not even good anymore. I know. I like we tried making a Totino's so pizza. So we had the a Totino's pizza in, in our freezer because long story short, someone was staying at our house to watch Nora, so Ashley just got some like throwaway foods. And it was in there and I was like, I'm not gonna eat that. But then finally I got like really hungry one day and we were just sitting at home and we didn't really have much to make like what I normally make. So I was like, Ah, oh, whatever, like one time I'll throw it in there. And I, I made it, and I pulled it out, and I took, like, two bites of it, and, like, I'm like, this isn't food. And I just remember thinking, like, this isn't, like, I'm not eating, I'm not putting this in my body. This doesn't even taste real. Yeah, it like, tastes like cardboard. Like, this is this is horrible. So I just threw it away, and, I, yeah, like, it it proved to me that, like, nutrition, like, because when you always grow up, like, oh, you need to diet, blah, 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 but you always eat how you want, and it just, you just will go with it that way. But when you finally change something and you see you physically and like you physically feel better and you physically look better so it was like easy for me to just want to keep doing it yeah because like it felt right yeah and it worked out for me too because like i i had some ovarian issues going on on my own deal I didn't really have like the intestinal issues so much that you had, but I had a couple of doctors tell me that I could fix my ovarian issues with nutrition and diet too. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of did it with you and I haven't had a symptom of my issues in two years Yeah, since my last surgery. Right. And after my last surgery, I had promised myself that I wasn't going to get another surgery and I was going to figure something else out that didn't require crazy hormone hor- hormone injections. Right. So it's benefited both of us, really. And we like so many different foods now that we never used to like. Yeah. It's like once you start kind of eating healthy, your taste buds change and you start liking more things. Yeah. Well, and we also signed up for like that HelloFresh. Shout out HelloFresh. Sponsor us. 
For real, though. But we started kind of using HelloFresh, and we tried Blue Apron, and we tried them all, but we, we liked HelloFresh the most. And it introduces you to so many different things that you wouldn't expect that you liked that we would just make and be like, well, it's here, so let's just make it. And then we would end up loving it. And so now, like, we eat that way all the time with, like, vet- like a lot of vegetables mm-hmm. and, like, everything's prepared organically and, like, nothing's fried or anything like that. Yeah, we we have a vegetable of some sort pretty much in every lunch or dinner. And we never used and to. And we never used we to. We never used to. I was the pick. Well, you we were, were too. Yeah, me. Both of us were the pickiest eaters and now, like, we like mushrooms now. We like <laughs> onions and peppers, peppers and carrots. and It's weird. It's so weird. It's weird. But, like, I feel good after. We talk about it all the time. That, like, it is, it, it is more expensive. Like, people who say it eating is. healthy is not more expensive, that's a lie. We've we done both. Yeah, people who say, like, oh, eat healthy on a budget, like. Bullshit. That's bullshit. It costs more money. You do spend more money. It just, it just happens. But. For us, we decided about a year and a half ago that it was worth the money because of how our quality of life got better. We started feeling better. Our moods got better. We started sleeping better. Like everything just gradually got better. And we don't get sick as often. No, our either. immune systems are, our immune are systems way stronger. Are better. So in turn, we're spending less on medical costs yeah. by putting more money into the food budget and nutrition budget and stuff and so we just decided like look this is what we're gonna do it'll be worth it for us and you know we have we've stuck with it ever since and it's made huge amounts of different huge amounts of different (laughs) huge different in our lives and I, I, i hope we never go back yeah i think one thing that we've really learned over this whole thing has been that there's not a one-size-fits-all diet. No. No, no, no. And that's one thing I want to be clear to all the listeners is don't think we're telling you how to do something or what you should do. This is just our experience. No, because, like, for some people, if chicken and rice makes you feel like shit... Don't eat that. That's going to be the thing that your body doesn't process yeah the thing well. i always tell people because people always ask me like how like what'd you do all this stuff i just said like i found something that i liked eating that made me that didn't make me feel like crap that there was no like symptoms next day or in two days of yeah. me eating this thing and i just ate that for minimum a month and then you can you'll start doing your you'll start learning on your own because not yeah. only did it like get us to feel better but it educated us on food it did it really did because they're like our whole lives we well for the first half of our lives we were taught food pyramid and then they figured out that that wasn't good and so then they introduced the my plate thing and uh, that's and not now good that's not good and so like nobody really has nutrition figured out no yet. nutrition especially right now the space in nutritional science is all over the place there are so many different nutritional scientists that disagree yes with each other and i think the reason why there's so much controversy and disagreement over it is because there isn't a one-size-fits-all no everybody has different genetic makeup has different food intolerances has different stress levels you know we all have different shit going on and so how is 
what one person eats going to affect the second person the same way. Right. It's not. So just, I don't know. We, we really just stay in tune with our bodies. Yeah. That's the main thing that we learned from it. And like that, if I tell anybody anything, it's just, just listen to your body. Just mm-hmm. pay attention to what your body is telling you. Cause a lot of people don't even notice. Some people think like, oh yeah, I go to this Mexican place and you know, Taco Bell, it really fucks up my stomach and I'll have the shits for a couple of days, but, but whatever, that's just what it, no, that's your body telling you to stop. That's, yeah. it's rejecting whatever you're putting in. So when you don't feel good, that's your body telling you to stop eating that. Yeah. And people just think like that's just a byproduct of that food. It's like, no, it's not supposed to, that's not how no, it's supposed to be. your body is literally rejecting that food and trying to get out of you as soon as possible. Right. So just listen, pay attention, and just d- take the proper steps if you're trying to do it. I don't even know if you are. I don't know if this was interesting. Hopefully I don't it know. was. <laughs> Another thing that, like, I don't know. We, we look at food now, or another way we look at it now is... You and I don't have the greatest genetics for health. Health, yeah. Like, you have a lot of autoimmune diseases that run in your family. I have some autoimmune diseases, cancer, and neurological issues that run in my family. And ovarian issues. Yeah. So we're both fucked. Pretty much. So, like, we're just trying to do everything we can to prevent it from happening as soon i guess yeah i mean ever preferably the sooner we can jump on it like we're still young we're only 24 so like i figure we start now hopefully we'll live you know we don't want we're not trying to live longer we're just trying to live better yeah trying to have a better quality of life yeah the time that we are alive you know i just don't want to be you know my mom does not have the best health and i love her to death and it kills me the way that her physical health is but like i'm not gonna be that way i'm gonna do everything i can to prevent that from happening and of course there's gonna be things that i most likely get just because that my mom got them and there's nothing you can do that's just the way life is but if i can prolong my physical health as long as possible i'm gonna try yeah and in our parents defense like there wasn't much knowledge about autoimmune diseases and stuff autoimmune diseases are fairly new yeah when they were growing up they didn't know yeah and now the information is out there and people know, so why not take the preventative measures now? Right. Okay. Well, we made it to the end, I guess. We did. Because I don't really have anything else to add. I know. I hope that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, the story of how Gage lost all that weight, I guess. Well, you get so many questions all the time on Constantly. it. And like... Anytime I post a picture, everyone's like, Well, Gage looks so skinny. Yeah. What happened? So here you go. So anyone who wants to know, I starved him and threw him in a basement. Yeah. He was misbehaving. True. Okay. All right. Well, we'll wrap up today's episode. If here we go. <laughs> All right. Um,. Yeah. Go ahead, babe. Come on. Come on. Try to try to finish it. <laughs> Awkward. Follow us on iTunes. Like and subscribe. Or not subscribe, but I don't yeah. know what it is on you iTunes. On I don't I don't have Apple, so I don't know how iTunes work. But just like give us a rating. A positive one, preferably. Um 
Follow us on Instagram, Hitched as Kids Podcast or Hitched as Kids. I asked this last time. <laughs> I don't remember. Hitched as Kids. Hitched as Kids. Instagram. We now have a Facebook page too, as well. So yep. hit us up on there. That's right. Follow us on Facebook. Um, is that it? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Uh, thank you everybody for listening, and we'll see you guys next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.